Welcome to the Getting Past the Premium Podcast, where we focus on breaking down risk management problems bit by bit until we find a solution. Enjoy today's episode and be sure to follow us for weekly content. Welcome back to Getting Past the Premium, everybody. We have today with me uh, a great dude in CJ Hudson Pillar. I'm excited to jump into this conversation with you, dude, but how are you doing today? Man, I'm great. How about yourself? I'm good, man. It's a nice day out. Can't beat it. It's Wednesday. You know, we're over the hump, so. I'm, I'm, I'm day on, on the downhill slide now. Right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, man, uh, I... I've been following you on Twitter for a while and, and, you know, you put out a lot of the stuff you're doing from whether it's industry related or AI or automation. And uh, it's just fun to see what you've been doing, but let's take a step back, walk everybody through, you know, kind of how you got to where you're at today, your background in the industry. Um, I know it's a family business, which I can relate to. So jump into kind of how you got to where things are at today. Yeah, sure. So quick, like 30 second background. Uh, I've been, this is my, I don't even remember what, how, how long I've been in insurance now, like 15 years ago. Uh, this <laughs> is the, uh, I got, I actually graduated high school in 2006. Uh, I have a family, my family has an insurance agency and uh, part of the uh, requirements for being in the family is when you get old <laughs> enough to have an insurance license, you have to go get it. Uh, so, so I did, um, had that for a couple of years did some serving jobs, did some stuff like that. And then uh, when I was 20 uh, in 2008, I decided to uh, to jump in full time. And I was like, hey, mom, I, I'm ready to come work. And she's like, well, that sucks because I'm not going to hire you. <laughs> and it was like, yeah. uh, okay, well, uh, so anyway, kind of went back and forth. You know, I mean, my, my mom is a an absolute rock star. Um, she just retired this year after 44 years in this business. Uh, but her her perspective was, um, I was still really young and I was still really dumb. <laughs> and, and, you know, she kind of had, had a reputation. So, you, so anyway, she initially didn't want to hire me. Um, she had a receptionist position become available. Um, she was looking for somebody to answer the phones and I applied for it. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, I mean, you want to be a receptionist? I was like, I'll, whatever you want me to do. Like, I, I'm, I'll do whatever it is. So um, ended up hiring me. Um, I was a receptionist for like a year and a half. Uh, then I got moved over into customer service. Um, so I did customer service for a couple of years uh, and then sales. And then that's when she kind of started handing me the reins on the sales side, which is where I got to start playing with automation, you know, at scale. Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. the rest is history. So that's kind of the the quick little backstory there, how I ended up in the insurance business. Uh, that's awesome. It's it. I can uh, relate to a lot of that. So I was 06, graduated high school as well, but then started right after school in 2010, but similar path. I wasn't quite, uh, it wasn't a requirement in the family, but uh, now it's my dad still, still is in the business and me, my younger brother. So, and my cousin. So yeah, it's That's awesome. Yeah. Family businesses are cool, man. I, I, uh, they, there's a, a unique dynamic there as long as they are. Uh, I, I just, as, the only thing with family business is just as long as everything's earned and not given. Right. Yep. That's the, that's the, the key to making sure everything works right. No, I 100% agree with that. And it's not, that's not always the case in our industry, you know, and there's, I know a lot of folks that, that talk a lot about that, but uh, yeah. I agree with you there. And, and I will say also, as long as you can uh, separate the two away from the dinner table and things like, cause it's really easy to only talk work. And like, my wife just is like, you guys got to shut up, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so my, my wife actually worked for, the, you know, she still does, but she worked for the agency as well. And yeah, we, we would find ourselves doing, you know, we'd be talking work at, you know, 945 on a Saturday, yeah. PM, right? It's yeah. like, hey, we got we to gotta t- turn that out. So we try not to talk too much shop. Um, Have some boundaries. <laughs> if you, yeah. if you That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, some of the stuff that I'm I mentioned, I'm super intrigued in what you're doing. Um, you know, AI right now is like the hot topic, and it's like AI is being built into everything, right? But you have been doing automation work for a long time, and you just kind of referenced it there as we were talking. But dive into that a little bit, like how you, um, you know, started it, started working with automation, and then where that's kind of led you to today with some of the the experimentation and things you've been doing with AI on top of that? Yeah, sure. Um, so the 
you know, our agency, like a lot of, of family agencies, um, you know, and when I started, it was literally, it was three of us. It was my mom, me up there answering the phones, doing the non-pay calls, and we had a CSR. <laughs> yeah. right? And that was it. That, yep. that, was, that, that was all. And I think a lot of agencies that are that small um, tend to fall into that. Um, we've always done it this way, so we're not going to really try to change it. This is the yep. way that we do it. Well, yep. I am one of those that like inefficiencies just fly all over me. Like I, I can't like when there's something that's that I'm having to do that's just repetitive and um, you know anything like that. I start going, well, how can I automate this? Right. Yeah. Like, how can we make this better? And so um, that was kind of where we started was, all right, what are, what is the thing that I have in my day to day that's annoying to me? And mm-hmm. how can I make it to where I don't have to do it anymore? And so, you know, it started whatever that thing was. I, I think for me, and you're going to laugh at what it was, but our, I think our first thing that I can remember us automating was outside of like our phone system and stuff like that, we automated quote intake forms, right? I was terrible at like when somebody called for a quote, it never made it into the AMS. Like that, <laughs> there was, that was like this. If I wrote it, it did, but if I didn't, it didn't. And, uh, you know. Yeah, handwritten notes. And yeah, over I got, here, I, I took post-it notes everywhere, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, and, and so like automating the fact that I could have like, a, okay, here's a landing page that I can go to and host. And then when I complete this information, it puts it into, you know, my CRM or my AMS Um that was kind of like our first step into that. And I think where a lot of agencies mess up is they say, okay, I want to do automation. And then they want to do everything at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, totally. and that's a recipe for disaster. It, it's a slow process over time, you know, starting out with the thing that is making you, you know, because repetitive tasks are also not profitable tasks. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's typically like, so, so eliminating that or automating that to make you more efficient there frees you up to do other things and so on and so forth. Yeah. Well, the, the key there to me is you're, you just went out to solve a problem, right? You realize that by doing this repetitive task, I'm not able to be as efficient or productive or use my time in other places as I could be. That's a problem to me. And then you sought out technology to solve that. And I think you know, you're right. Everybody tries to either eat the elephant in one bite or they go shiny object syndrome, right? Well, oh, this is a sweet tool or it'd be sweet if I could automate, you know, all of this. And, you know, it's not really problem solving. It's just kind of cool. Yeah. And um, and then we just end up with a whole bunch of tools in our tech stack that we're not really using, we're paying for and all this stuff. But when applied the way <laughs> we've all been there, I'm as guilty as anybody. I, I even say that to our team. I'm like, you got to like, tell me to pump the brakes sometimes. Cause I'm like always on to the next thing, but uh, it's tough to do, but also, you know, our industry is naturally repetitive, right? We naturally sure. have to do the same things for clients. And it's a great way to, if you have the right mentality, identify those things. You're not gonna be able to solve them all with technology. First off, you should try to solve them with process. And do I need I was just about I was just about to, to go there. That's that's kind of the core of it. You gotta have a process yeah. first. You can't automate anything without a process. Hundred percent. So maybe talk through that. Like how do you, you know, when you're when you're working on stuff, is it just natural to you or do you have a a, a process to, you know, develop the either the process or, or it, make it more efficient, automated, et cetera? Yeah. So so for me, like I like to map out the problem. Like, all right, here's oh, yeah. what the thing is. And then here's the end result. And like, here's all the speed bumps that are within that. And I like to try to map that out in the most efficient way. Uh, for me, um, I used I used to jot them down. Like I would literally make, like I almost call them like like uh, conversation maps. Almost like a script, if you will. Yeah, like a mind map, for, yeah. Yeah, but, but, but for different things. And now I use a, a program called Lucid Charts, which uh, if you've ever used hmm. it, it's, it's very visual, allows you to play with, you know, things click here, click here and that, that kind of stuff, just so that I can visually build it. Because once you visually can see it, the implementation of it becomes drastically easier um, because then you can, you have a, a, you've essentially created a blueprint for it um, and then you can implement it that way. Yeah. I think uh, I just pulled it up. I think I've used a similar one that didn't, it wasn't quite as easy, but called Miro. Is that not familiar, right? not familiar with that one. Okay. I, I I didn't, when I looked at the charts, I did zero research on it. It was, hey, this one does it. Cool, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like right. it, wasn't, it wasn't a whole lot of thought process behind it. Sometimes that's the best though, right? 
exactly. I'm a, I, I had, do have a, 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 you're talking about, you know, you end up with technology you don't use. I'm a, I'm a quick on the draw. Kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. like, like, all right. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Let's try it. You know, one of those, but I just as quickly though, I'm, I'm quick to get rid of it too. Yep. Like, yeah, so, so, you know, you, you can, you can play on both, both fields there. Well, and you should, I mean, cause you don't know until you try. Right. Right. But you got to have that way to evaluate it and and think, is this getting me what I thought I was going to get to? Right. Right. Exactly. Um, so how like I'm trying to go back to a little bit, though, how you even like got into this. So you're trying to solve some of the issues, problems that you've had. Right. Mm-hmm. But how did you start to even think like automation technology? Because because I feel like you've been doing this and what I've followed you and Twitter and other podcasts you've done. You've been doing this for a while. Right. Of like automating yeah. different oh, yeah, tasks sure. and things. Um, like what led you down that path? You know, is it just something, did somebody show you some of this? Was it natural to you to like explore it? Um, or how did you get to, cause I think that's where a lot of people sit is like, particularly with AI right now is like, it seems like it's this big mysterious thing that nobody even wants to dive in and try cause it's way too complex and people make it bigger than it needs to be. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I totally, totally get that. So uh, I'll tell you a quick story because I think it's it's funny and kind of relevant to to the you know what we're talking about here. My first automation was math class my junior year of high school, <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, I am I'm not great. I'm not one of those people that is naturally gifted at math. It just just not. Uh, you said you graduated in 2006. We're the same age, so you had the the lovely TI 83 graphing calculator. Oh right? yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I had the TI-83s. Um, I was terrible at quadratic equations, which is like algebra two, you know, got to, anyway, I don't even want to dive into it. I was terrible at it. But what I figured out is that the the answer to it was a system, right? It's you do this step, 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 do it this way every time and you'll get, you'll get the correct answer. So I was actually able to write a calculator program that you could enter in the, the problem and it would spit out the answer. And so that was, that was my, my first automation. Yeah. Right. Wow. And so, so that mentality kind of going into, into agency of, you know, it's the things our agency had no money. That was the other thing. Like we didn't, we, we didn't, we were not when it, my mom's book was what a lot of people would consider when I came into the agency, she was, she was floating on the renewals, right? Like yeah. she was, I mean, yeah, she writes some policies here and there, but like not anything like she was being aggressive about trying to yeah. grow. And so, so with that, um, we just had to, we, everything was bootstrapped, if you will. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, building out, I'd see a tool that somebody else had and go, okay, how can I, how can I do that? Right. And so, so whatever that kind of use it, shiny object syndrome, if you will, I had that, but I had like poor man, shiny objects. <laughs> like, like, how can I, how can I see this, this Tesla and make it cheaper than I can buy a Tesla? For, yeah. Right. Like, like that's kind of, kind of how, how I looked at it. So again, I think it goes back to baby stepping into it. Um, you know, if AI is something that, that intrigues you, right. The, the first thing that you have to do is find a use case or find somebody else that's using it for something and baby step into that and say, okay, I'm going to try it for this one itsy bitsy little thing and then get that and understand it and then say, okay, now that I'm doing this itsy bitsy thing, let's do this next thing. And then it, it scales up. Yep. That's how yeah. I do it. I totally agree. Cause again, like, I mean, you just have no idea the application of it until you start to mess around with it. And and then it changes, right? Like when I was first just messing around with like chat GPT, now they have plugins. Now they have code interpreter. Now they have like all these other things. And like, I remember when code interpreter first was released, it's like- Code interpreter is my favorite thing in the entire world. Oh, dude, I'd love to hear what you're all doing with it. Cause it, I mean, I haven't even scratched the surface, but like- the. It seems though that name makes it sound like this is like something a developer is going to do, you know, and then you like actually see it in action and you're going, well, that's really simple, actually. Yeah. You know, and uh, Code Interpreter for those listening is a, a, a plugin with, or, or it's actually built into ChatGPT uh, if you have the paid version. But essentially, you could put in like an Excel document with data in it and start asking ChatGPT about the Excel doc. It can reformat things. And CJ, you could probably 
give 10 other use cases for it, but um, that's at its most basic format. Well, 100, 100%. You know, the, um, <laughs> it, it, the power of it is, is honestly like kind of mind boggling at like how yeah. it is what it does. I give you an example, like a real life use case of something that we're doing right now. We're, we're changing some of the ways that we do customer service. Right. And specifically, um, you know, we were reassigning CSRs within our agency, like who's dealing with what accounts and, you know, that kind of thing. Well, we have this spreadsheet that had like everybody on it and all our, all our CSRs. And this thing is like literally 6,000 lines long. Ooh. Right. And it, it has, you know, the customer, the account, first and last name, the total premium for the, for the account, and then like the number of active policies and the CSR that's on it. And so my intent was, I was like, okay, how can I go about dividing these up amongst our CSRs? But I also want to keep the premium volume close to the same between the three. No, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so if you wanted to do that manually, I don't know how you would even do it. Like, yeah. like where, do you, where do you even start? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, with Code Interpreter, I literally upload that spreadsheet, said, this column shows my CSRs, this column shows the premiums of the accounts divide up these CSRs equally on young accounts and keep it as even as possible. It was something, something to that effect. And when it popped back out, um, you know, it had assigned like 5 million in premium to each one of them. And then it was within like, I, I forget, it was like within like $7,000 in premium on all three. Like, like, wow. you know, and it, it's in an Excel doc again, right? They just read 100%. Yep. Yeah. So then yeah. literally I just take that, uploaded it back into my AMS and boom, I'm done. Yeah. Done. <laughs> like, Beautiful, beautiful. Ah, it's crazy. I know. And like, so on that same note, another one that is cool for everybody to think about is uh, the Ask Your PDF. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, Plug yeah. In. Ask Your PDF is a good one. Mm -hmm. Yep. And one of the things though that I see application in our industry is like, I was just using it for uh, a client safety program and I haven't built out like the best practices checklist, but my thought was, okay, if I could get their safety program in a PDF, I could prompt it to say, hey, Here's a safety program. I'm looking for these 10 things in the safety program to see if it's best practices. How does it compare to my checklist or whatever? Um, now, I don't have that checklist built out, but I uploaded one and just started asking a question. Does it have this? Does it have that? And it'll break down the whole PDF, tell you what's in there. How does it uh, compare to what I'm asking? You know, so if it does it have a return to work program for workers' compensation or whatever, you know, here's what it has and here's how it fits and so on and so forth. But again, I, I think about that application. If I'm a producer and I'm trying to find a hole in a client safety program, I could create a really efficient process just through prompting even. You know, it doesn't have to be APIs or anything. You just upload that on Ask Your PDF, pop it in and, and copy your prompt over and you'd be good to go. Absolutely. And it would give you. You know what else something Ask Your PDF is really good at that I think a lot of agents, especially new agents, could really, really benefit from? Now, obviously it's not... 100% accurate every yeah. time, but policy analysis for coverage questions. Hey, is this claim scenario covered? You can literally upload a copy of their policy, ask the question, and it will read the language and say, hey, I think it is or it isn't, or it might be depending on these scenarios. And it's almost always right. I would say it's right more than your typical CSR is right on that question. <laughs> yeah. All right. I know. And, and so I have, I've tried that piece. I've noticed that, you know, certain carriers, while it's in PDF, they've got different formats and it's better at reading some than others. Some of but, them aren't actual PDFs. They're just like scanned images. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but you're right. I mean, and again, it's, to me, it's like, if this can help, number one, we're at the forefront of this whole thing. So it's only going to get better. 100%. And number two is if it can get me 50, 60, 70, 80% of the way there, like that's a major improvement. And, you know, knowing it's not going to be fully 100% accurate every time, but that's where you you want that human to be able to evaluate it and say, you know, does this make sense or not? Right. Um, and there's so many applications of it for stuff like that. Um, but so where are you, what are you doing now from an AI perspective? Let's get to the fun. We've already talked about some fun stuff, but because uh, I know, am I right in thinking that you've actually released a paid course that people can take to, did I see that somewhere? Yeah, yeah we, we do. We do have a course. Um, it, it's essentially the basics of AI. We, we have about 
25 pre-built things that you can do with it. Everything from, uh, you know, like complex things like an AI life insurance agent that can sell life insurance to basic things like how to do correct prompting to uh, generate efficient responses for employee handbooks or whatever, whatever you're trying to do. We, yeah, yeah. we, we do some, some stuff in the middle of that. Um, but as far as like what I'm doing, man, I'm, I'm constantly playing with, with like once a day, like I'm at least in there doing at least like 20, 30 minutes worth of stuff in there. Um, I've talked about a lot of it on some of my other, other podcasts. I, I'll give you some stuff that I haven't talked about on the others. I, I'll get a few, just so people know, like, uh, we have AI listen to phone calls. That one's pretty straightforward. Um, is that through Whisper? Yeah, it is through Whisper. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so essentially, what's your phone uh, system? Sorry, we use Vonage. Um, okay. Is, okay. is ours, but basically any VOIP system that has the ability to record calls and has some way to trigger either through an API or or a Zap to trigger based off a recording, you could use this for. And essentially, what it does is it takes that file, transcribes it analyzes it, summarizes it, puts it in my MS at its core. So we do that. We we have a, we have an AI life insurance agent to where you can go on our website, put in four or five parameters of like, you know, your mortgage balance. And, you know, we don't, we don't do it. We're not a fancy life shop. I'm throwing air quotes around that. Yeah. We do just term people that don't have, like we're not trying to do anything like investing or anything like that. I stay in my lane hardcore <laughs> on, <laughs> yeah. on, on that kind of stuff. But like it, it'll go through and I'll ask him, you know, how many kids do you have that are under 14? What kind of mortgage balance do you have? Debt, blah, blah, blah. You know, the, the basic things. It takes all those parameters, feeds it into ChatGPT. ChatGPT then determines how much life insurance coverage that person should have. Then it runs it through another API that we have with one of our life carriers that quotes it based off that amount and what they what they told us. And then it puts all of that into text and actually will send the customer an email wow. that's telling them why it selected the amounts that it selected and trying to sell them the, poly the initial contact. So essentially the idea is if somebody goes on your website, they fill out a contact form for life insurance, they fill it out. And within like a minute and a half, they have like a customized email in their inbox from us with the quote ready to go, like just that quickly. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Um, what are your thoughts on that? What? Two questions before you keep going. What are your thoughts on that? Do you have it send from you or do you have it send from the Hudson Spiller AI bot or something? Yeah, yeah. No, I have it. I have it sent from me because I want to see the response, but I yeah. also have it put in there that this is an automated response okay. and we may we may do something different. Yeah, <laughs> but, totally. you know, whatever. But I will I will say this. Um I haven't had it mess up yet. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I actually posted it in a, in an insurance group because I wanted I wanted to try it. Like I wanted to like so I needed to get some scale uh, in it just to, just to see. Um, we had about 199 people use it like the first day that I did because I was just shy of 200, and it didn't miss, man. Like I mean, every I mean, some of them were a little like oh, I probably would have said that a little differently, but all of them would have worked, right? Yeah. So, so that that was pretty cool. So, so like. Right what I'm really diving into that that I think is fun is using ChatGPT to write website code. Um, most people don't have the skill set needed to write any kind of cool stuff for their website, right? Yeah. And so, so one thing that that we do a lot of we do a lot of flood insurance. We have a ton of realtors that are constantly calling us. Hey, is this house in the flood zone? Is this the, is, what's the zone? What's the price? What would it be? Like a ton of that. Um, and probably 85% of it is completely tire kicking. Meaning yeah. they didn't actually buy this house. They're thinking about it, kicking or whatever. So for my team, it's kind of inefficient, right? Yeah. So 
we built out uh, a couple of years ago, we built out a chat bot that could do all that for them to where we didn't actually physically have to talk to them. Well, now we've built out a thing on our website where they can go through and fill it out. And then it actually quotes it and displays the quote on the screen, much like you'd see if you went to Geico.com and tried to get, yeah. um, get a quote. It does all that through ChatGPT. It literally, it built the front end, it built the back end, it shows, showed us how to set up the server, all of it. And literally it was just, okay, do this. Copy, paste, copy, paste, put it in. Did you do it? Yes, I did. Okay, cool. Now do this and walk you through it. And dude, it's unbelievable. And then then all you have to do is go back and, you know, tell it to make it prettier because yeah. by default it's going to be <laughs> yeah. pretty plain. But uh, stuff like that, uh, you know, that is an endless capability there. I totally agree. Well, but but I want you to kind of demystify this for a minute. So let's sure. go back to that li- automated life insurance sure. example, right? Um, because to, I think a lot of people that aren't familiar with, you know, the API side of, of open AI or how that connects to chat GPT or plugins, like that can sound very complex. And like, I don't know, I don't know how to do that. So like without getting super technical, but like walk through how essentially easy that actually is to do. Uh, so for, for something like that, we would use Zapier, which is an automation platform. If, If people aren't familiar with it, essentially the easiest way to, um, describe it is it takes apps or applications that you have that don't naturally connect and connects them, right? And it does that behind the scenes through APIs, but it's a lot prettier than you having to go in and try to write code, yeah. right? So so we, so we in, in that instance, let's walk through exactly what happens with that one. Um, we're writing steps, right? The first step is a customer goes on our website and they fill out a contact form. Right. And I'm sure everybody that's listening to this has some website contact form. It's exactly the same thing. Um, They hit submit on the contact form and that triggers this automation to run. Right. So they sent that data in. Um, From there, um, we run it through again. We just uh, uh, the second step of this app is we use ChatGPT and we feed it a prompt that is filled in by the data that they gave us in the the web form. So they went through it, it like the prompt would say something like, how much life insurance would somebody need that has a mortgage of blank, whatever they put, and a, uh, and a, and this many children under six or 12 or 14 or whatever, then you just prompt it in that mm-hmm. way with, with, and it fills in every time. So every user that uses it, it's going to spit out something different. Um, and then you tell it that, Hey, just return the number. Like, I don't want to know anything else, but just give me the number. And it, and it pops out the number. And so that's step two. Step three would probably be the most complicated part, depending on who you're using. We use Back9 for our life insurance stuff. Back9, I always describe them as like, they're not everybody's favorite, but here's what they are really, really good at. They're good at tech. <laughs> they are very, very good at tech. I'm not even so, familiar with them, but yeah. Yeah. So essentially, I always describe them as a tech company that happens to sell life insurance. Like, okay, like that, yeah. that's, that's kind, of, kind of the deal. And they're, they're, uh, um, uh, a brokerage, just like just like anybody else, you know, that's out there. But they have an API that I can take that data, the quote amount, the date of birth, and everything from the contact form, and I can actually submit that to them, and it'll return you know ten quotes from carriers based off those parameters. So it'll return you know ten quotes. Obviously, the first one is always the cheapest, so we we go with that one, um, and then we add one more step, and we just tell ChatGPT. This is John Smith, and we think John Smith needs this much life insurance because he has this mortgage, this thing, you know, whatever, whatever. We just type that out. And then we'll say, write an email to him telling him that this would be his rate, and this is how much coverage he would need, and this is why he needs that much coverage, and explain it and sell it. And ChatGPT will write this beautiful email, uh, you know, trying trying to sell it. And then it's just a matter of connecting it into like we use Gmail. So the last step would be, you know, Gmail. It just populates that response into the email body. And so that's it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it sounds like a lot, but it, it's really not. I mean, if you said, hey, CJ, put you on the clock. How long would it take you to build this in Zapier? I could build that whole thing out in like seven minutes, probably. Yeah. Like, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't take, it wouldn't take much. Well, the first step is just, again, like, trying out Zapier, right? And like testing out, connecting some of these things. And once you 
figure out the capabilities, it it actually gets pretty simple. I mean, a lot of these tools have gotten so you know, low code, no code, or or whatever that term yeah. is. That codeless, yeah, codeless. You don't yeah. you don't have to know any code. It's it's click here, move there. You know, yeah. <laughs> drag this over here, kind of of methodology. But it makes a ton of sense, and it makes it a lot easier for guys like us to be able to go do that. Exactly. And you know, I'll give you an example of something that that people people could automate very quickly using Zapier that. Ever almost, I'd say it would immediately set you apart from 99% of the other agencies in your area. And it would call it would take you three seconds to set it up. Step one, somebody submits a form on your website, right? They want to contact you for whatever reason. What do they get now? Everybody gets that generic, we'll reach back out to you in three to four business, yeah. whatever, like whatever they, they get, right? Um, rather than have it send that, run a prompt through Chat GPT off of their response. Hey, I work for an insurance agency in Nashville, Tennessee. John Smith has contacted us about blank, like whatever, whatever he said in the thing. Write a quick response, letting him know that we got his response and we'll be in touch with him soon. And it's going to spit out this custom email that then you can use that as the autoresponder going back to back to him. And you've immediately set yourself apart because when they went to every other website, it just they got this generic, we'll call you back you know, thing, whereas yours is going to look really, really uh, clean and efficient. Yeah. You made me think of one use case and there was just around renewals of, you know, a lot of particularly small, more transactional type of business. Mm -hmm. You know, you could have chat GPT, right? Custom renewal, you know, responses to them to kick off the renewal process that have a three touch point campaign that's at, 90 days and 45 and then a week before renewal and even follow up after the renewal if you want and have it all written custom to that client and it's low or no touch from your team kind of thing. 100%. One of the things we teach in Agent AI is the using it for follow-up campaigns. So like, you know, you can literally go through and have it you know, basically it's all from the prompting, right? So for people that aren't familiar with it, ChatGPT has two things. Prompts and responses. You tell it this, it responds with this, right? And that's literally all it is. And so uh, the prompting is important, but you can go through and say, you know, all right, let's say you're doing a campaign for life insurance to your existing clients and you want to send them four emails about life insurance or whatever. The, the, what would the, the trigger be on something like that? So on, on something like on something like that, that would be more of something you build into your agency management system. Like some of the touch points that are coming out of your agency management system or depending on, I mean, depending yeah. on what you're using. But, you know, of all of your major AMSs have the ability to have like these sequences of emails go out. Right. So, you know, AMS 360, QQ Catalyst, EC Links, um, all of those can can do that functionality. And then you can literally just say, you know, these 10 people are customers of or th this email is going to a customer of. Hudson Door Insurance, and they currently have their auto and homeowners insurance, but they don't have life insurance. Write me 10 emails that I can send them over a year to remind them to get life insurance. And it's going to spit out your 10 emails. Yeah. You load those up into your system and you're off to the races. Yeah. And then I, I've, I'd love to take that one a step further and say, what would the top three objections be that I might get after each email and how would I overcome them or something like that, you know? And one of the one of the most powerful things about uh, ChatGPT specifically that I think a lot of people don't grasp is the way that ChatGPT has conversations. Yeah. Right. A lot of systems, like if you Google search something, right? You you Google, you know, whatever it is that you Google, it's going to return a bunch of, of responses. But if those responses aren't exactly what you were looking for. You don't have a way to tell Google, oh, hey, no, I meant to do this without having to go and start over. What ChatGPT allows you to do is have a conversation. So if if we're spitting, if we're doing exactly what he was just talking about, we can start with I have customers. The prompt could be I have customers that have auto and homeowners insurance with my agency. What are three reasons that you think people would not have life insurance with me? You know, spit them out. However you want to prompt it, and then you literally say write five emails that keep those three objections in mind. And write the emails based off of that, and it'll spit those out. And being able to consistently have these like open conversations where you can ask over and over and have the conversation build on itself 
That is what's so unique about ChatGPT, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I like to think about it as like a brainstorming partner, like a like a assistant a really that's one. an expert in the area. Like a what? A really, really good brainstorming partner. Yeah. You know, that's like an expert in that particular uh, genre or area, whatever you're talking about, that you can just create uh, different conversations with, take it in different directions, ask it different ways, and you're going to learn that whole time too. Like, I think it's such a powerful tool if you're a young producer, young service person in the industry. Again, you have to be careful because it's not always going to be perfectly accurate around like a coverage or something like that. I mean, it's pretty damn close to accurate especially if you feed if you feed it a policy then it's real good yeah (laughs) it it gets really really good yeah yeah totally but i mean i just think about like those things like as a young producer i mean i've had it build out an entire niche marketing program if i was green and i just said hey i want to target multi-location restaurants and had it everything from like what are the top risks they're concerned about right now what write me uh, email campaigns, write me top scripts if I'm cold calling, objections if I'm cold calling, give me scenario analysis. Like you can do that whole thing and like you could literally have an entire niche marketing plan built with content, blog ideas, like everything in a day, not even yeah. a couple hours. Way, you know? way quicker. And, and if you had to do that manually. Oh my God, years. It take, a, it would take you forever, but B, like mentally, like you'd be gassed. By, by the time by the time yeah. you were done, this allows you just to it'll spit it out and you can continue on continue on with your day for sure. Yeah, and and I think you know our industry is one that you know you can go get licensed, you can have the book the book knowledge, but it takes experience. It takes you just have to get into some of these scenarios to understand like how does this apply, and you know you get a claim and you're like, oh my god, this is going to happen, and it's really not as bad as you might think it is, you know, or whatnot. Right. You learn how to talk through those things with clients. I mean, I feel like, again, this type of technology accelerates that learning curve significantly if you yes. use it correctly. 100%. Um, even if you're not using it to learn, but you're using it as automation, like you said, what it spits out, you're going to be learning too, right? Right. And it learns too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so so that so that's the, the part that's really, really wild is like, you know, let's say you, let's say you write a, a, an article that you have it write a blog. That's just the simplest, basic thing that it can do, right? Write you a blog and you're like, dude, this is terrible. You can literally just go, hey, take out the part about this, take out that, rephrase this. I don't like this. You want to just tell it. And then it's like, oh, okay, here you go. Yeah. And here's the yeah. next one. That, I agree. So I want to go back to one other thing though, because this is a big, I think, um, use case for agencies that I don't want to overlook. You mentioned uh, how you're connecting Whisper to your phone system. Mm-hmm. transcribing, having it put into your AMS. Yeah. Um, I want to dive a little bit deeper on that one from the standpoint of E&O in our firms, right? Because again, this is, I think, a massive application that you can use a technology like this to significantly decrease the risk that your agency has because now you have every recorded conversation that you've had transcribed uh, mm-hmm. so that you can go back and reference, right? right? And I think that's super important because that's stuff that's not typically captured unless you're recording calls and uploading them to your AMS. Uh, and somebody still has to listen to them. That's the, yeah. you know, that's the other thing. They've got to listen to the call to even even get it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and I would imagine this is going to be my kind of question for you and whisper, like, can you have it say, you know, have it summarize, do the transcription, and then summarize it to put into like notes. So, you know, like our team has a conversation with a client, then they go into the activity in the AMS, type out their notes. CJ said this, he just bought a house, he's doing that. You know, can you have it summarize a lot of those notes from the conversation to be put into the activity? Yeah. So, the way that ours would look in our, in our, let's just, let's at our agency with this is they are on the phone with the customer, they're talking to the customer, they go through everything. They hang up the phone, you wait 60 seconds, and the notes, the summary of the notes is already in the AMS. Is that what, what, a, what AMS are you using? Uh, we use QQ Catalyst. Oh, that's probably yeah. what we use. Q, QQ's got a, got a pretty good, um, if you know, I, I hate to even bring it up because it's kind of an advanced use case, but QQ has a really, really good API. They just don't talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so so it's like one of those that like you have to have to know where to look to get it but it it works out really really well um 
but yeah, no, absolutely. And the other thing too, for like, you know, going from an ENO perspective, as your how many how like how many team members do you guys have at your agency? Uh, we're about sixty. Okay, so you have sixty team members. I have fifteen, so I'm notably smaller. But as as a manager, right? There's zero percent chance that you can know what all's going on in your agency on every phone call. It just it can't happen. It's it's physically impossible. But what Whisper allows you to do is like, and this is the way we have it set up in our agency: is every phone call is transcribed and notes are generated. Fine. But we also have a Slack channel that drops the summaries of these calls into, and myself and my managers have access to it. So what we'll do is we just throughout the day kind of keep an eye on, okay, here's who called, this is what they were talking about, whatever. But the other cool thing that we can do is based on the transcription, we can have Chad GPT analyze the tone of the call. How was, what was the tone? And so we have it set up to where it will alert us if we have a call that comes in that the tone was the customer was angry or they were frustrated or whatever. And so we can go and focus in on that particular call and say, okay, what happened in this particular situation? And that is a, and I apologize for the train in the back. Uh, yeah, that, no is a, that is a really, really effective way to help you as you scale your agency up to be able to keep your finger on what's going on. Yeah. You know? um, that way you like, all right, like it, it happens almost every single day. I'll see something pop up in in a, in uh, our Slack channel that we have for it, and I'll go ask the producer. And they're like, "Well, how did you know I talked to such and such?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I know, right?" But we when we implement, we actually didn't tell them. We didn't tell them we did it. Yeah. <laughs> and so we start seeing all these things, and like they're like, "How did you know that?" I'm like, "Well, oh, I have my ways, right?" Yeah. But keeps us from having to listen to all the phone calls and allows me to like really quickly skim. And kind of get a, a an idea of okay, here's what everybody was doing today. Here's how yeah. these conversations were going. Well, I would think too, from a sales perspective, there has to be a, a massive use case from transcribing it, and then you know, depending on the outcome of the call, having Chat GPT even give that producer, uh, you know, like say that they got an objection, and then here's how they handled it. Well, how are three other ways that I could have handled that more optimally, or whatever. You know, or those types of things that are just going to make you better at your craft by reanalyzing what you did, how you went about the conversation, et cetera. Absolutely. Now, let's take it a step further. Let's say that you have team members that are like pure sales, like they're just taking inbound calls for, for sales. Um, obviously, maybe you have these calls, you've got transcriptions, and then we've got a summary. That That's that's fantastic. We can take that a step further and have ChatGBT say, okay, analyze this transcription and write a follow-up email to the customer thanking them for taking your call. And literally five minutes after they get off the phone, they've got an email thanking them for taking the time for going being on the call. And, they're, and the AI references things that were talked about. It's like, you know, let's say they were calling the app car or they wanted to ensure their Subaru, right? Like, hey, you know, uh, really pumped up that you're going to let us ensure your Subaru. You know, we'd love to help you, blah, 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 whatever, whatever you want to say. And then five minutes later, they've got that custom email. Like, that's a touch, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's a hit. And and so you can do that. And because it's automated and because it's, you know, we have the ability to to build in automations with this, it's scalable. So yep. your agency of 60 people can use it. My agency of 15 and Joe Schmo and himself can use it, yep. you know, <clears throat> all in the same way. So nice. a lot of good stuff. That's pretty sweet. Um, I had not not necessarily thought about that piece. Does it then go into like the outbox and does the person, I'm sure you could do it both ways, I guess, have it sent automatically or have, you know, the person review and click send? Either one. Yeah, yeah. you could you could do it either way. Uh, I personally on stuff like that, I want to see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, just like, like it can be a one touch send, but like until I trust it, which, which honestly, like if you ask me like, hey, CJ, would you do it today in, in your agency without do it, without letting it see it? I think I'd still do it. But I, I just like to like to see it. And sometimes, you know, the it doesn't pick up everything that happened on the call. And you just want to make sure that, you know, that you don't want to make yourself look bad, I guess. Yeah. Is, is, yeah, yeah. You know, if there is a if there, if that is a potential, but a lot of cool stuff you can do. Oh, 100 percent. No, I think we could sit here and talk about use cases probably forever, but. 
we've been going for a while. What is there anything that you guys are doing or that you think are are use cases that we haven't talked about or you know you haven't talked about on other shows that you know you you think are are really cool that you know really the ind- the insurance industry should be looking at considering or things yeah. that you think we could take it, you know. Yeah, so so I think one right now um that we use it and it's it's part of the AI that I feel like is not it's not quite there, but it's really close. And that is video creation. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff that you can do with video creation. One of the things that that we have currently, and honestly, it's not bad. Like it, like I I post them. Like so, I still put these out there. But like mm-hmm. anytime that we get a Google review, right? Somebody review uh, gives us Google review. We have Chat GPT respond to the Google review. By the way, like it automatically <laughs> does that, but that's not. Yeah, so so it automatically responds thanking them, you know, blah blah blah. That's cool. But taking that a step, taking that a step further, um, you know, having it, we send it to a, a company called Synthesia, which is a is an AI video company. And before it goes to Synthesia, so the person leaves the review, it goes to ChatGPT. ChatGPT writes a script, and the script is, hey. Write a script for a video where we're going to read a Google review left by John Smith, and the review said this, and then thank John for leaving the leaving the review. Right? It creates a script. We pass that off to Synthesia, and Synthesia makes a video of a girl standing in front of our office. She's standing in front. She's reading the review, and she says, "Hey guys, you know today we got a review from John Smith, and he said this about our agency." And then it stops and then it'll say, John, you know, we just want to take a second. We really appreciate you um, taking the time to leave that review. And uh, if we can help any of you else out there, please let us know. Now, the the problem with it is the video is not quite there. Like you can still tell that the the voice is a little off. But like you said earlier, this is all really, really early. Right. Give it a year and see what that looks like. And I bet at, at some point it'll, it'll become indistinguishable. And that's where we're trying to be ahead of that curve. Because once, once you've got that, I'm just going to have a freaking YouTube channel full of nothing but, you know, three minute long AI avatars reading my Google reviews, (laughs) you know, know, whatever. And you can change up the avatar. You can, you can make it different. There's a freaking Santa one on there. Dude, Christmas (laughs) this year, game on. I'm, I'm going to, I'm gonna go buck wild on the on Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the year, but a lot of really cool stuff that you can do uh, from the video side. I just it's not quite there yet, but it's close. Well, and what it does a lot though is allows you to use content in so many different ways. You create the content once you're getting one Google review, but you're using it in multiple other ways. Absolutely. You know, when I think about like writing a blog post or something like. You know, you could have it create your social media posts after that for any specific uh, app you want to post on. You can take it. I don't remember the the uh, particular product, but doing the same thing that you're talking about, but creating a video that is about the blog post, not with a person in it, but it's just like a slideshow kind of thing that talks about Visca the... or something like that. Yeah, there's, that one, be... there's, a pl- there's a plugin for it in ChatGPT, actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, there, um, there is. You know, so again, you create one piece of content, you have eight, nine, 10 different use cases for that piece of content that are only going to make it go broader uh, and doing that with, you know, in a 10th of the time that it would otherwise take you to do it. Absolutely. You know, one thing my team does and like, this is a hack. You want a life hack? I got a life hack for, <laughs> for your audience here. Every time somebody calls our office and asks a question about their insurance, doesn't matter what it is. My team has ChatGPT write a, a Facebook post about it. And it says, we had a client call and ask this question about their auto insurance. Create a Facebook post for me to post that tells people the question, answers it, and explains it. There it is. Okay, cool. Post. And they just constantly, and then people all the time are like, y'all put out such educational content. It's awesome. Like, not really. (laughs) Yeah. We just taking questions that people are asking us and flipping it. That's a great idea. Great idea. Well, that's awesome, dude. So if anybody wants to get a hold of you, wants to learn more about what you're doing, you know, get your course, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah. So I'm the only CJ Hudson Pillar on the internet. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a big, that's a big advantage for me. Uh, I tell people the, the easiest way to, to get me is email CJ at H-U-T-I-N-S.com. 
Perfect. Have ChatGPT write an introductory email to CJ, and yes. you'll probably get it. And, a- and I may or may not respond. If yeah. I don't respond, AI absolutely will. <laughs> yep, there you go. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Well, hey, man, this has been fun. Uh, we'll probably have to do it again at some point as this stuff progresses, because I think what you are doing is super cool, and I oh, think really? we need more people that are experimenting and trying it out and then sharing what they're learning. Cause that's ultimately how we're all going to get better and having an abundance mindset, which it sure seems like you do for our industry is only going to, you know, rising tide raises all ships. So 100%, we got to fight that. We got to fight the direct to consumers. That's, yeah, that's exactly. how I look at it. hundred percent. So, all right, man. Well, thank you. Have a good rest Sorry. of the week and uh, we'll talk it, soon. All right, man. Have a great day. See ya. Thank you for tuning in to Getting Past the Premium. We are excited to continue breaking down barriers and finding solutions together. If you would like to reach out regarding anything you heard in today's episode, find links and contact info in the description. Until next time, have a great day. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.